something big. You think this is the place where they want to help us out? We're here to help them. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host Elias Rouse. Today we are discussing Homecoming, available on Amazon Prime, Season 1, Episode 3, Optics. Sponsored by EliasRouse.com. Here's a synopsis. Schreier and Walter attempt to leave the facility. Heidi realizes there is a gap in her memory. Thomas makes a discovery. So the beginning of Season 1, Episode 3 starts with Shea Wiggum's character, Thomas Caruso, checking the files. But the way this is shot is incredibly, incredibly precise. The camera is so methodical, the way it shows the title going through the the stairs. I believe that's an Alfred Hitchcock uh, technique. Um, Sam Esmail just uses the hell out of his lenses and it's such a eerie place that this um these files are in that um, thomas is checking out the individual lights that light up are just uh stunning i was so surprised of the the design any other show all the lights would be on it would be boring as hell but what makes this really interesting is the uh the lights they they turn on individually i guess to save power um and I'm curious if there are places that actually do this, but I'm sure it'd be an, an entire hallway. Um, but yeah, so we see him um, checking for case files. Uh, Eddie, assuming you've already seen the end of this um, episode, we find out what's in case 452, or w- one of those cases. Um, there's a bunch of 452s. I guess the whole aisle is 452. Um, but he finds a file at the very end of the episode. That states, Heidi Bergman was terminated on May 15th, 2018, the same day that Walter Cruz had uh, a violent outburst. And it looks like it's toward Heidi, which is interesting. Um, We also find out Homecoming is a Geist initiative, I think it's called. I'm going to call it Geist and geist or geist i haven't really figured out what it's called um but yeah we we find out some incredible information on this i mean that that's pretty hype for the next episode but um it's a lot of one takes is what i've what i've come to look at is i mean just the opening cut is a decent one take um it's like maybe a 10 second one take i don't know but uh there's a lot of one takes that are impressive in this series um let me think um walter and schreier try to well they do leave and there's not much security trying to keep them in so it doesn't look like they're being held in too difficult like mandatorily but the lady at the front says they need a uh Something they need to sign a form, which it looks like she's bullshitting to go get some people to make sure they don't leave. But Schreier, the way the camera is painting around Schreier when they're thinking about leaving is, uh, it's it's so carefully thought out is what it feels like to me. I don't know. Um, And I just noticed that the fire, uh, 
what's it called? Fire alarms are um, painted silver. I don't know. That's really weird to me. I, it's got to be against fire code. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Walter and Schreier do the dip, and I, I think it's called a tilted cam shift, but it's a tilted cam feature or something like that. It's this very similar to what they used in uh, the movie Game Night to show how the camera is... Uh, it's like following the uh, car. I don't know. It's like super precise and it's sick. I'm not even sure if it's actually a real car. It probably could have been done CGI. Um, but the way they they are showing them leaving, it feels just like you're so uh, alone, you know? Um, like you don't know where you're going. You're in their shoes. Sam Esmail puts you in the perspective and it is amazing because... They're, they're trying to play radio, and it's it's eerie as hell. There's an episode of Mr. Robot that has something similar. Um, uh, just the feeling, it, it, it's almost a, a twilight feeling, uh, like the twilight zone feeling, because they're in the unknown, and they, they can't figure out what the hell's going on, and who this person is coming up behind them and honking at them. No, undoubtedly, I think that's someone... Um, from their base, from the homecoming initiative that's honking at them. They just want to confirm where they were. Um, but honestly, they go to this creepy uh, retirement over, I would say, like overpriced retirement community that has an entire town, and they try to see where the hell they are. And they do confirm that there's Florida license plate tags. Um, so I, I think that that's either a plant. I, Schreier's got me all, got me all like mixed up thinking that we're not in Florida. And he's talked about how the army has recreated trees, um, trees recreated an entire African forest or something like that in, um, in a base. And you couldn't even tell all the way down to the smells. So it's uh, pretty incredible what what they could do with the type of money they have, what type of scenarios the army could or, or any type of military ops training. They could put you in a, a fake scenario. And so when they're taken out of that scenario, like Schreier and Walker, they think that they're still in the void and that they're not actually home and they're not actually in Florida. And so it's creates paranoia and schizophrenia honestly it's not schizophrenia i think that's more of a disease but um not a doctor here obviously if you are a doctor let me know if i said all that wrong um but it, it does create paranoia i believe and schreier's paranoia is feeding it's it's latching on to um walker and yeah so eventually they they run up on the uh security guard at that uh rich facility rich uh retirement facility i think is what they said um take him down which i thought was weird i don't know schreier was acting all just sketch and um basically they just they decide to go back and we don't get to see any of this all we see is um walter like deciding to tell all of this to heidi so that he won't get in trouble and tries to get the least amount of trouble for Schreier. 
and it seems like Schreier's going to get taken out of the program, which we don't know yet, um, is, is Walter hitting on Heidi or is he hitting on Julia Roberts? Because I could totally understand sitting in a room with Julia Roberts and, you know, she's gorgeous and it's really hard not to lick your lips every 10 seconds when she's talking to you. But it really feels like Walter is hitting on Heidi. So I'm not sure if I'm getting that just solely myself. I might need to get another interpretation, but... um, yeah, I think he's definitely trying to hit on Heidi, his counselor. And through the conversation they had discussing the th- going on road trips with her boyfriends and past lovers and if he had uh, enjoyed going on his uh, trip with Schreier, um, that was an interesting conversation. But I, I do feel like he was ultimately hitting. He was you know, do you want to go on a road trip with me kind of thing? And I was... He was talking about, you know, window down, hair blowing. I'm like, are you hitting on your counselor right now, dude? This might not be the best uh, time to do that, especially when you're in trouble. And uh, she does feed into it a little bit. I mean, she do- she admits that she hasn't been on any road trips or whatever like that. But, um, yeah, I was just, I don't know. Uh <laughs> He doesn't seem sorry about anything he did, and I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to get from him after this. Um, it was entertaining to watch, but ultimately this probably feels like <clears throat> it's just to separate Walter and Schreier. Um, Bobby Cannavale seems like he's a father that's trying to work too hard but he's also trying to be world's best dad um his wife definitely is giving him shit about it we find that find that out at the end of the conversation um love how the editing shot when they're on the phone um i do find it interesting the the type of audio they use when they're discussing when heidi and um heidi and bobby cannavale are on the phone i forgot Bobby Cannavale's and Colin Colin Belfast are on the phone. So, um, there's also a breakup between Anthony and Heidi. She basically tells him to get the buck out. And they literally on are on so many different two they say they're on two different pages. They are in two different libraries. These people are on so different far of planets that I, it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense to me that they're even together. So, um and he doesn't seem like he wants to leave, and she doesn't seem like she she wants to keep him. So, it's uh, I don't know. And then we get a, a fast forward clip in the four three ratio, and we find out you know that they're trying to talk to each other again, and um, it doesn't seem like it's going that well because evidently she hasn't changed. But we also find out she doesn't remember what happened, and um, the calls evidently from Colin Belfast became very tedious, and she became upset and. Seeing what work became uh, more important than her personal life and it prioritized over it. And yeah, it's we're really getting some interesting notions from all different periods and all different all different time periods 
from different characters. We don't know about Walter and Schreier in the future. I don't I don't believe we've seen them. We've only seen Colin Belfast. He is in the future. Um So yeah, it, it, there is some funky time stuff going on. I I, I know Smell likes Back to the Future a lot, so here he goes with the time time stuff. You get to do your own thing. So yeah, I I'm really enjoying it. Um I'm kind of trying to podcast ahead of, you know, most people so that they can um, watch it and then listen to something. I haven't seen much podcasting out there about it. I've been trying to find some stuff, and there's just generally not. So we're going to try to get the first few out, and then I'm probably going to slow down around 5, 6, 7, because I want to savor and enjoy this SML project. I can tell that it's got enough detail in it that I'm going to want to watch it a few times. And it it's carefully crafted. Carefully crafted. Um, yeah, so I really... Uh, sorry, the, the Walter-Heidi scene and are, they're talking. Um, I really think he is hitting on Heidi. It's... I mean, the camera work is extremely intimate, but he's also he's also several inches away from grabbing her hand and pulling her close. I mean, he's bold. He's real bold. And don't get me wrong, he's smooth, but it's it's because of the circumstances that I, I feel that it's wrong. Like, if he was the therapist and she was the soldier under stress, I think that it would not work out. I just... It, it, any scenario that the counselor... And the PTSD soldier just, it sounds, it sounds unhealthy in my opinion. But I, then again, I don't know that there might be plenty of scenarios that that could happen in very perfect, you know, it might work out perfectly. I have no idea. I don't have any basis to go off of. It just feels very weird, um, watching it. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I figured out what Julia Roberts, what makes Julia Roberts? So, I'll give you five, five, six seconds. You'll be like, okay, yeah, is she, she's obviously gorgeous, and she's she's an amazing, amazing actress. Um, but I was wondering visually what makes her pop, as like uh, a casting agent, what makes her pop. So it was when she was driving in the car. She has great hair. I honestly can't tell if that's a wig. I think it might be a wig. I don't know. But it looks great either way if it is a wig. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's her real hair. It, it's like a bang. She's got the bangs going on. Um, but she's got lips. The lips are what make Julia Roberts. Because I, I, I don't think I've watched too many Julia Roberts projects in the past 10 years. Uh, maybe less than five. But this definitely emphasizes her face emphasizes her personality shows her as a three-dimensional person as a, a a gorgeous woman that is she's not in her 20s anymore you know what i'm saying so um the way they have presented her is very uniquely in accordance to um how many women are shown at the age of 40 50 60 because they normally feel the need to do... I feel like they normally feel like they have to um, 
make them extra sexy or a little, you know, and Julia Roberts doesn't have to do anything. And she's absolutely perfect. And it's, uh, she, she got a little extra sprinkle from the heavens, I guess. I don't know. She, she's got the acting. She's got big eyes, big brown, beautiful eyes. She's got gorgeous features is what I'm saying. I've never really taken a second to look at her. I mean, if you think of most people off the top of your head, you're like, oh yeah, uh, uh, you could you could say like uh, Brad Pitt has a pretty nice body, okay face, and then you say like Denzel Washington, yeah, that's that's a gorgeous guy too. You know, he's very symmetrical. Um, but I've never really taken a second to look down and, and uh, figure out what makes Mona Lisa smile. You know, I, I mean, it does make sense. You know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the lips. Yeah. She has a great, great smile and great lips because, uh, the, it, it guess it gives it emphasis in what she's, what she's saying. But anyways, um, enough about, <laughs> enough about, um, the lips. Um, she's got a pretty great pad, I would say, and she must be getting paid pretty well for the four months that she was working at, uh, Geist, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, so, um, another great episode, not too much more to report on. Did Walter and Heidi have a violent outbreak? What happened? Does, did she get bonked on the head? Did, did he throw her against the wall? What's going to be the problem, you know? Um, and we also do get a, a few good quick clips of, uh, Bobby, uh, uh, what's his name? Bobby Cannavale. Uh, uh, Colin. Jeez, Colin is not a memorable name for <laughs> uh, this guy. Um, sorry, Colin's out there. Um, but there's a lot of subtle clips that if you aren't looking closely, then you're going to miss them. There's a lot of detail in the show, and that's why I appreciate this show. So... Thank you for listening. Rate, share, subscribe. Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out. All the other popular podcast apps. Um, I just want to say before we sign off is if you haven't done it, get out there and vote. No matter where you are, get out there and let your voice be heard. Thank you and take it easy. Homecoming episode three. Season one. Is there a season two? I doubt it. These are really big actors. You don't think there'll be a season two? Big Little Lies has set the standard for possibly. Because Big Little Lies was only... Oh, oh, what's a, what's a... Kelly. Uh-huh. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to have you. I'm glad to be able to jump on real quick. Well, the last few days I've gotten you to watch, secretly gotten you to watch, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. First three episodes. What are your impressions? Um, it's great. It's a really good, it's a good first three episodes. I don't have any complaints. Other than. Okay. Uh, okay. Heidi's character, I like. I'm kind of, I like who she is in the when it shows the future, mm-hmm. right? Right. 
But I don't, I'm not fond of her character in the past. Like the... The character she acts in 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, um, since I have seen probably five, six episodes now, I'm going to try to dance around some things, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, stay as spoiler free for everyone. Yeah. For just the first three episodes. You're right. I do feel like she is a completely different person in the future than she is in the past. Can I say a prediction? Yeah. Yeah. Predictions. Okay. Are, go ahead. They've, you know how that he's. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it and spoil anything. I don't think you can spoil anything because you've only seen three episodes. I can spoil three. Oh, I can spoil I, well, you, you you can talk as if we're we've seen the three third episode. Okay, you know how he's talking to her about the medication. Okay, it's in their lunch. Right. I I think something. You know how I said that. What did I say? What did I tell you yesterday that I predicted that I thought she was her and Cruz are gonna be hooking up. She's going to screw around, tell him what's really going on. He's going to freak out, mm-hmm. tell Schreier, tell mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. She gets fired. He goes, you know, they they like pretend like he's this violent person, freaks out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then what's, I think that they've given her the medication too because she clearly doesn't remember what, what was going on in 2018. Okay, okay. So you think that... When they found out that she told Cruz, they forced her to take the medication too, to forget. That's interesting. Okay, I like the prediction. I like the prediction. Um, yeah, I, I Can like. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. I I don't want to say right or wrong, but for the sake of the, the viewers, I okay. can I can wink at you, or I'll you know give you some sort of narrative help maybe okay. behind the scenes. But I do like the prediction. Um, <clears throat> do you think that she, uh, in 2018 is the homecoming program? That's when, that's when the past timeline is happening. Yeah. And the future is 2022. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in the past timeline, the homecoming program evidently is happening, um, according to his records, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen, uh, 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 Walter James, Walter Cruz. Yeah. Is in the homecoming program from January Mid the middle of January 2018 mm-hmm. to the middle of May. May, mm-hmm. and we saw that he is discharged from the homecoming program on May 15th. Uh, May 15th, I guess. Yeah. Um, or the same day that she was terminated. Right. Yeah, and hospitalized supposedly. What do you think? I don't think she was hospitalized. I think they they probably drugged her up with that medication. Causing her to forget everything that she had been doing and then sent her on her way. Because right now, I think they're painting him as possibly that he might have a violent outburst. Yeah. You don't think he's going to? I mean, I'm sure he could. I'm not going to say he's not. I'm not going to say he wouldn't. By episode three, I felt like he was putting the moves on Heidi. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um... The, uh, do you think Heidi's giving him any feedback on yeah. that? You do? I think she's feeling it. Okay. I thought that's why she was kicking her boyfriend out. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what about to Detective Caruso at this point? He's, he's, he's pretty much the proxy for the audience. 
you know, he's us, you know, going through literal files to look gotcha. up, you know. Um, I don't know. He's he the seems... one asking the questions we want to know. Gotcha. I, I, he seems, his character's odd. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about him, his character. Well, I mean, as a character, he just seems more of a detective. At, you know, he, he's us, you know, the audience. Um, are you, I'm enjoying his performance and I'm enjoying him on screen. Yeah. Um, I didn't really talk about episode two too much. Um, I do want to talk about that them escaping in episode two. Yeah. No, oh. that was three. Sorry, three. It's the beginning of three. Yeah, I'm getting the shit confused. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Um, them stealing the Schreier and crew stealing the the van and driving mm-hmm. around. And they found like the old retirement home. Mm-hmm. And they went back. Why would you go back if you think these people are, you know, keeping you against your will? Why would you go back? I felt like we were cheated a little bit on them going back. Yeah. Like, we're, uh, it's just, just like that, we're all of a sudden back at the homecoming Yeah, facility. and Cruz is like, no, it's fine. He understands that y'all really want to help us now. And it's like, this is, this doesn't make any sense. I, I find it a little bit isolating. I, it's very one-person perspective when we're stuck with uh, uh, Walter and Heidi. Because we don't get to see Schreier talking to Heidi. Yeah. Why don't we? Maybe it's not that story. I don't know. We don't see anyone else talking to Heidi. Nope. Nope. E- episodes one through three, you only see her and Cruz. Right, right. So but To me, that makes it too easy to... To, it it almost it makes it way too easy to just say oh well that, he's giving he's putting the moves on her. We don't see anyone else talking to her. Right. We right. don't see how she interacts with other people with the other guys. Right. Right. So of course we would think that. What about Craig? The Who's other Craig? he's the other male therapist that is helping the group. The the shoe guy. The shoe guy. He's sta- sitting with them in front of the yeah. fake shoe store. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think about him? I, uh trying to find his name go ahead to me it just everyone it seems like everyone's just off everyone's off just odd oh odd what do you mean like oh alex karpovsky karpovsky yeah he's kind of weird they all seem weird that's what i'm saying (laughs) everyone seems weird the detective seems weird she seems weird her boyfriend's fucking weird (laughs) Everyone in this show is fucking weird. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, even Julia Roberts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. All right. All right. Any. Any complaints you said like that you weren't you weren't feeling too much? You didn't. You I weren't too keen I mean... on her character earlier or something. What's with this? What's with the bird? What's with the pelican? I don't know. There's a lot of, like, like things that Sam Esmail, the director, will point out to you as the viewer. Like, it starts out in a fish you tank. Won't, you won't notice. You won't realize that it's something that's important. And, yeah, and then... Um, there, I'm thinking of a future episode. Um, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm just saying, what is the relevance of the pelican at the very beginning. You remember that? Remember when her and Cruz are in that 
one of the one of their little sessions, mm-hmm. and he's outside making the noise. Mm-hmm. The pelican's making the noise, and Cruz is like, "I can get rid of him for so you." So you've seen that, okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was like, I thought I thought that was so like, so odd to have that just like right in the middle of the. Yeah. Narrative, like it yeah. felt like they were having a really important conversation, and then all was like. Nah. Uh, 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 <laughs> she's like oh sorry that's just wilfred that's you, just, you, know, it, you know the pelican outside wilfred the pelican we always want to wrangle his neck but you know he can't <laughs> i don't know because they want to protect the species and some get... stupid shit like that no that's not stupid you gotta protect the species he's a fucking pelican that is I'm a, just that's, a, <laughs> that's a big bird He's, he's a probably getting, bird. Yeah, he's probably getting rid of, like, mosquitoes and stuff. He's just out Rats. there just like, hey, guys, this is all a fucking lie. He sees <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, he probably sees everything. It's going to be like a Black Mirror episode. They're going to give him the medicine, too. <laughs> That's what I was saying. They're going to have to give him the medicine because he saw it all. Oh, my gosh. He's probably on. He's probably supplying the medicine. Yeah. <laughs> in his feces. Ew. <laughs> Ew. They're all, right. all really just taking pelican shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the data they're trying to extract from them? I don't I don't understand that. I, like, you know that they went to war. What more fucking data do you want? Mm. They went to war. They were fighting and shooting and killing people. It sounds, to me, it sounds like these soldiers have real PTSD and they want to have a specific... Uh, substance that might help them i don't know dude i don't get what data they're trying to extract i haven't grasped that yet. well the way they're talking about it is so obscure so i you really can't tell if they're like talking about um something obscure or if they're talking about ptsd because they're talking about paranoia and stuff like that and these soldiers are obviously you know yeah like have experiencing that pretty i mean pretty much what they've done what they've been through it's just sticking with them and everything that they do and like the arg the fight between the two at, in front of the little shoe store therapy thing right, right like i can kind of understand where the the one guy that was agitated was coming from cuz they're the it's like you're trying to get me to do an interview for a shoe store uh-huh like, I don't know shit about shoes. <laughs> and so, like, the therapy to me seems kind of stupid. That's not where you need to start. Oh, it seemed... Well, where would you think? I mean, talk to them about their skills first. Well, I guess the, the therapy... The skills that they had before going into the army. I guess the therapy is just to kind of uh, help humanize them as people. Just help remind them. Who they are as people, not as just soldiers, because they've been soldiers for five, six, seven, maybe longer years. Yeah. And this is to remind them, uh, I'm a soldier, but I'm also, I'm a father, or I'm also, I'm also uh, a mechanic. Yeah. You know, I am, they, they want to ex- humanize and round them out as more than just uh, soldiers. A, 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 an ID'd soldier, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, I. Where do you think that they're located? Because you don't think they're in Florida. I mean, Schreier infected me with whatever his paranoia was. I mean, the entire scene, he's just like, he's he's like, dude, they've recreated an entire 
North African base in. It was know, outside of Tuscany. Yeah, yeah. Or Tucson. Tucson. Yeah. They said they did it down to the trees, to the smells. So if they could, Definitely. and you know they got the, they've got the, uh, the, the, the budget to do that. How? I mean, they they've got unlimited budget. I mean, they're like one of the most they're fully funded in the world. I don't know. I mean, where where do you think they could be? They could be any fucking where. Do you think they're not in Tampa, I guess, is what they're saying? I think they're in Tampa. Why are they kind of keeping it, like, hidden that they can't leave or that it's kind of obscure that we can't? She said in the, rec- remember that one recording? She was like, I need you to verbalize that you know that you are here voluntarily. Right, and the episode is called Mandatory, I think. Yeah. It's mandatory that you understand that you're here voluntarily. <laughs> uh so it's like so what <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um these are hard episodes to kind of pin down on what they mean mandatory is i would think that these soldiers are here mandatory and they can't leave i didn't think the name for the second one was good pineapple i mean i i've like i fucking get it shire freaked out over the pineapple casserole like i we get it pineapples like I don't get... Why is it called pineapple? Maybe if we listen to the podcast of Homecoming, we'll understand a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I, I plan to after the the show. But yeah. I do think it... The food... I think the details have something to do with the location of where they are. You think the what? The details that they're showing, like the pelican... The goldfish. I don't know. Maybe these are things that you can only buy or purchase or get in certain locations of the world. Um, palm trees. Um, I don't know. I oh, feel hell, like... They could be in South Carolina. They could be anywhere. They could be in Britain or something. I don't know. They could be in uh, China. Anywhere. Um, yeah. So, so I, think drive, I think the driving out... Because you remember when... It shows the van, and I said something about, are they driving, is it going to end up being a maze? Oh, I thought it was a maze as well. Yeah, and so the retirement home that they found? Yeah. He was like, it's a retirement home. Everyone was asleep. <laughs> and we still didn't see anybody except Yeah, for like it bit. didn't make any sense. Like, well, Sam Esmill, I felt like, did a great job of making us feel like so just like isolated and alone. Yeah. When we were in that van, first of all, the camera work going out of the facility was just was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it followed the, it was from like head down on the van. It was like, whoosh, and yeah. it followed the it van. like a maze. Yeah, it was like, brant, brant, and it was, uh, I thought that was phenomenally done. And then it has detail even down to like with the radio. Mm-hmm. And he's like trying to play some different radio to figure out where the hell they are you can't and it's just so like oh my gosh it's so isolating yeah it and then they go to this uh what feels like an abandoned city yeah um i'm sure there's countless episodes of twilight zone that uh feature the main characters going into a city where it's just the main, them and they can't find anybody because it's, it's like an abandoned city is one of the scariest things in uh cinema history and if you think about it yeah um by standards 
and you know having mannequins and just stuff for sale but no one to buy anything it's <laughs> it's so weird i don't know so scary it's so terrifying oh my god yeah um but yeah i thought it was uh, another one what do you think about uh Bobby Cannavale Colin Belfast Think about who? Bobby Cannavale. I love him. Oh, okay. Okay. We well, Look seen at him. that picture. Look <laughs> at that. Jesus. Whoa, calm down now. He is fine. Calm down now. Calm down now. Um but yeah, I think he plays the part excellently and uh him and Sam Esmail probably have a long future ahead just be, because they look like they have a good time together. Who? The director, Sam Esmail. Yeah. Director of and creator of Mr. Robot. So, in episode three, when Colin is going through the woods, pretending, you know, he's got his little golf bag on him, he's like scoping out that old guy. <laughs> And he goes up, shakes his hand. He's like, "What? Are, you know, what a coincidence! What are the odds?" He just like fell out of a bush. And the guy's like, "Do I know you?" <laughs> he like introduces himself. Yeah. What is that about? Oh my gosh! I think he's just bold. I think he's just literally bold. I think he's the type of guy that is literally on that a business call. That guy's obviously call. important, though. I know. I mean, I think he's as bold enough to walk up on a random ass like set of guys that probably are business. Yeah. Ventures. But they want to, like, have, like, a, a he he's just in, interrupting a golf game. You can't do that in a random golf game unless you were just, like, <laughs> absolutely bold. It's like, this is not the time to do that. Yeah. And. I just wonder, like, what is that about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, in the few times that we do see uh, Colin Belfast, the first time we see him leaving some obscure factory where the, he's telling I think a Chinese factory, mm -hmm. um, that they got to clean this shit up and stuff's got to get exported. He's, he's always seeming like he's a businessman, always on the go. Yeah. He's always like, fist bump. And, uh... <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Like, he's always on his little Bluetooth, shuffling around <laughs> like you okay, okay. go. Going, on, going, going, going. Mm -hmm. He's even at his, uh, in the third Daughter's episode. Yeah, birthday party. Birthday party. Going, going, going. He misses um, the cake. Yeah. Oh, well that. And his wife's just looking at him like. I'm. I was a little pissed about that though. Wouldn't they be like, "Come on, you know"? Wouldn't you would they think. Yeah, like, just tell him to get off the phone or wait a second. Like, pops on the phone or you know. Yeah. It's like God. <laughs> it's just to kind of show that he's. Yeah. It, he's con He's missing import. He's missing out on family. He's oh yeah. He's not a family man. Did you? If you look, you, she's giving him the side eye. Oh yeah. So bad. It is. Yeah. It is next level. Um. What was he doing second episode? I don't remember what he was doing. The was the golf course second episode? Yeah, I think. Factory that, was first. Yeah, yeah. Golf course was second. second. Birthday party yeah, was third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you think. go. There you go. Yeah, that was. It's a it's a great collection of scenes that we have with him. But um, always another one. Always another. What do you one. think about her boyfriend? <laughs> I think he's a doofus. Yeah. What do you like? In modern day and in future day, he is. He's a doofus. He is a doofus, but I think he's gonna help her figure out a lot. Figure out a lot. Remember a lot of stuff. Oh, because he really didn't explain anything at that point. Okay, very nice. I think there's gonna be certain things 
that he can say or do that's going to help her have like a flashback to remember things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope. In the first episode, Walt Walter talks about slamming his head against the desk. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has anything to do with her memory loss? I keep waiting on it to happen. Uh, do you think she could bang her head on the desk? I don't know. I thought it was when okay. So the first time I watched it, it didn't really occur to me about it or anything. But watching it again, it's just so detailed. Why would you show the desk? Because he's he's explaining it to her. I know, but it just seems weird that they would go through the detail of showing the sharpness of the desk. I, I don't know. I, I guess it really does give you of like, ooh, I don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. It's but it made me hurt. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed weird for a first episode to show some something that detailed. Yeah. You know. He's I always, thought it was good, though. What about the fish, the goldfish? That's the first thing that we are pervy to. They were there when she got there. She said she decided that it sounded soothing. Mm-hmm. And the goldfish, I think, was being overfed. Um, it died. And it died. Does heart failure? Oh, whole heart failure. You gotta watch out for that salt. Don't not too much salt. Yeah, she's feeding him way too much. Two things today: don't have too much salt and get out and vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lower your salt intake and go fucking vote. <laughs> um, so the marketing material focuses around this goldfish. Really? Yes. I don't wonder. I don't have. I don't have in my head. I have nothing that makes me think of the. F- the first two episodes, I think, really focus on the fish, for, like it, like the camera pans away. From, it starts on the fish and is panning away. Yeah. From the fish tank, and it's showing her in her office. The second episode is them staring at. Them looking at the fish. Overfeeding, I believe, right. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, they and then in the third episode they talk about doubling the dosage. Of. The, for the guys. For the guys. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think the correlation between the guys and the goldfish? Um, I mean, I guess it could be, but I don't, I don't see it yet. I mean, overfeeding the goldfish, doubling the dosage, dosage. Well, of... she told him what it would do to the guys. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see a bigger correlation just from the last three episodes, just rewatching. So I think that. I think we found a correlation, ding, ding. Okay. Um, and since the fish seemed to be a big, I don't know, point. I guess I don't. I haven't. Ca- I don't catch it yet. Yeah. Okay. It's that's fine. I everything I've You're said. You're seeing it everything than I am. I think everything I've seen is probably just because I'm watching it a second time. But nothing in the nothing that I've learned is any different you know i'm not spoiling anything mm-hmm. um hell um pelican and the fish what if the pelican's like squirt? the pelican i don't know if the pelican smashes get... through a window and comes in and gets in the fucking tank and it's like this is my fucking fish <laughs> the pelican can't see that damn fish from yeah i don't i don't know I, i'm starting to all right our minds are just Boggled. Boggled, yeah. Going everywhere. Yeah, I don't know about this point. But any more predictions? Any more predictions? On, I don't uh, think so. Do you think uh, they're talking about road trips? They're going to end up fucking. 
Oh, wow. That's my only prediction. They're going to start fucking. She kicked her boyfriend out. She's going to want Cruz to come stay at her house. She's going to tell him what's really going on. He's going to fucking flip out or tell somebody he's he's fine. <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. That's what I... Okay, so... So far, I've said that he's a good-looking guy, but I didn't really think that he was... Besides good-looking, I didn't think he was that interesting. No, he's not. So I guess just two good-looking people, is that is that what the thing is? It sucks, dude. It like, sucks, I, I want it to be I want to little... see her talk to other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we're missing some uh, interaction a little bit, you know? Yeah. Some, uh, because of the isolation that Sam Esmail provides, it almost hinders yeah. in some scenario, you know, because you don't get the warmness of the characters to see how they act with everyone else, you know? Yeah. Every time they're talking to somebody, it's so precise, you know? Yeah. So, I think that could probably be a criticism of it. Yeah. Um, because it feels like she's always working, in my opinion. Even with her boyfriend. What was she sitting at her house with her mom? Anthony. What about the What about the scene with her mom? Sissy Spacek. We got to talk about that. Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. She's a major actress. Mm-hmm. She's as big as having like Julia Roberts up there. Yeah. Um. You don't just hire Sissy Spacek for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um. Two things. Okay, two things. We also have one guy in the first episode, Jacob Pitts. Um, sorry. Enhance. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'll find it, I'll find it. Uh, Jacob Pitts, he is from The Sinner. Jacob Pitts. You don't just hire an What act- was he in? The Sinner. He was in... No, I mean, in this... He was in the first episode? He was in the first episode. I don't even know if he has lines. What was he doing? He was just standing there. I don't think you hire this actor for... As a stand-in? As a stand-in. Okay, so... There's a couple... Like, Sam Esmail is is real slick with it. Real slick with it, boy. Mm -hmm. Um... Um... Like... First thing... There's an old lady that keeps falling asleep. At the diner. I I don't think she's going to be asleep in a few... Next time they wake her up. She'll be dead. Yep. She'll be dead. <laughs> dead? No, she's going to kick the bucket. Why? Why else have that? I don't know. Why else? But what's that going to have to, what's that got to do with anything? Why else hire AJ, or uh, 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 Jacob Pitts? What does he do in the first one, though? I feel like he, he, I, I saw his face there, and I was like, "You don't hire this." I don't remember this level of an actor. I mean, he's not a, a, a Julia Roberts. You know, he's not a superstar, but he's not, you know, nobody. Um, he's a recognizable face, and he's a good actor, so enough to have lines. Two episodes. So, yeah, evidently, but as AJ, who was AJ? We haven't even gotten his name. I don't even think we've gotten his name. His name's AJ. I don't know. Maybe he was working in the restaurant. But there's also Shayla um, from Mr. Robot. I don't know. You don't remember her, but she was the other waitress, right? Right, right. And she's a. Uh, I think she's really good. She was always. She's a Sam Esmail favorite. Um. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, so we... what about the same? What about the scene with her mom? Oh yeah, with her mom. Where her mom was like, "You didn't come back to take care of me." You came back for something else, but you wouldn't tell me. 
I... And she was like, Mom, did I not come back because you got hurt? If I didn't come back to take care of you, why did I come back? And she was like, I don't know. She definitely knows, right? The mom? Yeah. I don't know. We... I don't know. I think she knows. She's letting on. I feel like that's when Julia Roberts realized she doesn't remember any things that she should be remembering. Right. Um, yeah, I would be surprised if it has something to do with what they were giving the soldiers. I think it does. Um, all right. All right. I think we did a pretty good roundup. I think so, too. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> and y'all know the rest. Check the show notes out for everything you need to know. Lucky Dog Podcast. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Take it easy. You know what to do. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>